All right, what you need to know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Laura, what do you got? Um, I, I have like five different stories. Do you guys want... Pick one. I don't know what I... Okay, you know what? Blue's Clues, Steve came back. It was a big thing on Twitter. I grew up watching Blue's Clues, and if you guys don't know that. who Steve is... Yeah. You guys are out of my demographic. <laughs> yeah. And I know, well, there's a new guy, too. The guy who's been doing it more recently is a different Well, the guy, brother, but... right? So right. there was a, he basically just talked about, like, hey, I left. It was kind of sudden. And I just told you, hey, this is my brother. And he talked about how he went to college and all these things. And it just kind of got me to think, how many of us are doing something? And we just kind of, you know, we talked about ghosting. We kind of disappeared. We don't know why I, I didn't follow up to see why he was gone. But, you know, maybe he was going through something or maybe he was like tired of that spotlight life. Right. And he just kind of wanted to take a step back and just be a normal person. He talked about marriage and, you know, um, student loans and kids. And I'm like, damn, it just made me feel really old. And I <laughs> wish I could play the clip for you guys, but it's like two minutes. We don't got time for that. No. But honestly, it just made me feel like, damn. I'm grown. Like, I'm an adult, you know, because I used to watch Blue's Clues and, you know, when the, they would go like, we got mail and mail. And I'm not going to do all that because it'll be a drop. Morales is around here. But <laughs> I don't know. I just I wanted to share that. It was crazy. So wait, so, so what's the deal? So so I always liked that guy, Steve. I always thought it was kind of interesting how he wore that green rugby shirt, you know, like long mm -hmm. sleeve collared shirt. And that was an era, Laura, when I was watching Blue's Clues, when my kids were little. Blue's Clues, Dora the Explorer, um, uh, the Wiggles. I saw the Wiggles live like five times. Like I was traveling like they were the Grateful Dead. Wow. Um, so so <laughs> what was Steve's deal? Why did he did he say why he left and where he'd gone? Explain that. No, he just well, he said he went to school. He went to college. So oh. I'm just saying that's the whole point, Cap, that I said that like sometimes we leave, yeah. you know, we don't tell anybody, but because we might be going through something or you just kind of want to get out of the spotlight and just do normal things and be a regular person. Yeah, For him like, to, like, show up, though, you know, I guess it was the 25-year anniversary of yeah. Blue Clues. Mm -hmm. For mm -hmm. Steve to just, like, resurface on the Internet 25 years later, there were rumors that, like, he committed suicide. There's rumors that he overdosed on drugs. There's rumors that, like, he was, like, a murderer in prison. All kinds of crazy stuff because he just disappeared. So for him yeah. to just, like, show up on Twitter yesterday, everyone was like, whoa, what's up, dude? Like, haven't seen you in a real long time. That was cool. <laughs> yeah. What does he do now? Does he say what he does? No, he no. didn't. He say doesn't. Video. No, he just said that he what, he went to school to uh, learn how to do some things that he currently does, and he's really happy. Mm -hmm. That's all I said. Good for him. Yeah. So it, him. that was my whole thing with this. Is just sometimes, especially. I mean, you guys have been doing this for many, many years, right? And you guys love it. But sometimes when you get caught up in being on TV and having this exposure on you, it's like, oh, I just kind of want my own space. Oh, dude. To know I, that. So I had this conversation the other day. I, so. Um, the Trudels came over to have a pool day on Labor Day, right? The kids you guys came have over. Any, kid... uh, like pomegranate palomas? No, we didn't have pomegranate. Though I did have. Uh, I did go when I went to the grocery store. Bacardi now makes this like rum punch in like a can that looks like a like a Truly or a White Claw or whatever. Um, and it's got real rum in it, and uh, you know, so it's like rum punch, like when you would go to, like to an island or something, and they mm -hmm. give you a rum punch, like a Caribbean island. Um, so we had those, those were good. Um, but anyway, the kids were playing in the pool or whatever. And we had, we got into this conversation about, uh, cause he had gone to dinner recently with, uh, with John Ireland and, uh, and his wife, uh, you know, the Trudels and, and the Irelands. And we were talking about, I don't know when we got into the conversation about, oh, I, w I brought up about how, 
Um, you know, I, I want to go maybe another 20, 25 years, and I'm done. And, like, when I'm done, I'm out. Like, I'm out. I don't want I don't want to be, you know, you're, you're not going to see me on TV. You're not going to – I'm out. Like, I'm out. I'm going to go move to Maui or some crap like that and just be away from everybody, right? Like, that. Like maybe I'll come back to L.A. a little bit, you know, and like keep an apartment here or something. But I'm going to be out of, like, the spotlight. I won't be on social media, uh, none of that stuff. And um, – we were laughing about, like, then we started talking about people at the station. I'm like, oh, you know, Ireland would totally be like that. Like, he'll, he'll be out and he'll be gone. I said, but Mason, there is zero chance Mason will give up the limelight. Like, Mason has joked about being out, uh, retiring in 2028 after the Olympics. I don't buy that for one freaking second for one minute. Steve Mason will want to be Vin Scully. I swear to God. He will want to be on as long as he can. And you Vin know, even called it. He could have kept going. But he will He will try to beat Vin Scully's record, I feel like. You know, that, that's really Or Jaime Harin's record. It's so, it's so funny you're bringing this up because I looked at guys, George, and I've, I think I've told you this before. You know, I got very, very lucky in the last 10 years of Dick Enberg's life. So 71 years old to 81 years old. I got to be very, very close with Dick Emberg. Right. And I looked at Dick Emberg and I thought, well, Dick is in his late 70s and Vin is old, like older. And I'm like, these two guys are never going to stop doing this. So I just looked at them and thought, well, that's the model. You just work until the very end. Yeah. Um, and in Dick's case, literally, he was 81 years old. He was getting ready to fly cross country. At this point, he was no longer calling NFL games for CBS or college basketball for CBS or the Olympics for NBC. He was just doing the Padres, right? He was doing well. He and he'd even retired from doing the Padres broadcast, but he still was producing a play that okay. he had had written and produced. And I thought, oh my God, I'm going to work until I die. And I got caught up in this COVID habit where, when COVID hit, I worked literally morning well into the night. Because I was like, there's nothing to do. There's nowhere to go. Everything's closed. So working's great. Now that things are back to, to life, I'm like, what am I doing to myself here? It's 7 in the morning till 7 o'clock until I get off the air. I'm actually thinking now, not that I can retire anytime soon, but like I got to start taking things off my plate rather than adding things to my plate. And for the first time in my life, George, I'm actually thinking, what's my exit strategy here? How am I getting out of working like this every single day? Well, I... I... I mean, I think, you know, if, you, if, if we're, you're lucky enough to do what we do, particularly for a living, I can't speak for anyone else, you just you, you put some money away, you invest, you know, in the right things, and you hope to live off that, you know, at, for a certain stretch of your life. Like, that. that's my goal, um, you know what I mean? Like, that, that's just – and then leave tons, you know, stuff for my kids too, right? Like, that's – to me, that's, that's it. That's all I care about. Um, so that'll, that'll just be it. But I have, I have kind of said it to my, to my wife, like, 20, 25 years, somewhere in that range, I'm out. I'm done. It's over. Like, What's going to take you to about 70 years old? Uh, well, 20 would make me, like, early 60s. Yeah, but, yeah. Well, I, listen, I applaud you for having an exit strategy of 20 years out. I'm thinking more like five. Oh, okay. Well, that, No, it's yeah, not that I'm old, fine. sister. It's not that I'm old. Is that okay. what Laura said to you? Because yeah, I didn't she hear said anything. you're old, bro. <laughs> she said that in your ears. Yeah, she, she said you're so old, So she kind of tricked you into saying that on. Why don't you on just say it on the air? It's not that I'm old, bro. It's that it's that. You know what it is, Laura? Seriously, it's like I, my girlfriend and I. Every day we have this conversation. We're like stuck in our offices all day because this is not the only thing I do. I got multiple jobs. Four to seven p.m. I'm here. We start our meetings at three, but it takes hours before three o'clock to prep for this. 
But seriously, like I, I, for the first time in my life, and I'll tell you honestly, George, I was down in Florida earlier this summer. I ran into a friend of ours who recently retired in his mid-60s, and I had breakfast with him, and I said, would you explain to me how you did this? And he literally told me after divorce and kids in college and weddings and everything else, he had like six or seven years still to work, and that's where he made all his money to retire. Yeah. All in this business, by the way. Yeah, but that's that's how you got to do it. You got to figure it out, you know, and not everyone can figure that out. But I, that's why I look and I don't give out investment advice like I'm not telling you what to do. But I, what you need to do, even if it's ten dollars, OK, put it away in a scarce asset. Figure well, out what that scarce asset is. That, that Buy will, the dip. Buy well, the you dip. You guys are killing me on this. You guys are killing me with crypto. And let me explain why. I went back to Coinbase today. I did everything I needed to do. I, I told them, this is what I want to do. I want to take money from my Chase Bank account, and I want to put it in Coinbase, and I want to buy some cryptocurrency for the first time. I've been thinking about it since 2018. I'm finally ready to take action. It's taken me that long. For some reason, I cannot get my Chase account and the Coinbase account to do the – I can't get them to make love together. So yeah, I don't know what be, to tell you, bro. Well, no, i got to find another platform. Other Play than some Coinbase. of that Barry White music. Maybe you will. Maybe. Yeah, or what, what find another use, bank. Lindsay? Do you use Coinbase? No, no, I don't do use, use Coinbase. I use a lot of different ones. I use well, tell me. Uh, Give me another Vo app other Voyager and Gemini are my two favorites. I gave you Gemini today, Kaplan. Okay, Gemini. There Thank you, you George. Thank you, You're Lindsay. Welcome. And there you go. All right. Uh, I even told Laura, $10, $20, dollars a week. Take whatever you can do, five dollars, and put it away in a scarce asset. You you Google what scarce asset you want to put it in, but I'm telling you, the Things are only going to appreciate. Those scarce assets are only going to appreciate. So I'm not going to tell you which one to do. You know, maybe if we meet in person, I'll, I'll give you some thoughts. But I'm just telling you, find a scarce asset that you believe in, put some money in it, and let that thing just – let it sit there. But just keep adding a few bucks as much as you can. I'm downloading Gemini right now. All right. Manuel and Gardena. Manuel. What up, Sedano? What up, Cap? Hey. Yo, yo. So you guys got me on all kinds of levels, man. Let's start off with the baby-making music, all right? You guys hit some good ones. But top three have to be Make It Last Forever, Keep Sweat, mm. Body Calling You, R. Kelly, yeah. and good. Let's Chill, guy, all right? You Let's will chill. be making babies. Settle down. In the background. Now, as far as Piazza, Nah, man, that was a divisive character, kind of like the Kobe and Shaq stuff. A lot of Dodger fans, man, a lot of some of my best friends were Piazzas. Nah, I went with Sheffield, man. Piazza was selfish. He could have stayed here. And like dude said, him taking those parting shots at Vin, go ahead and put that Mets cap on, homie. We don't want you. All right, Manuel. Be good, See, bro. that's how I felt about it. I felt like, you know, rather than Dodger fans being offended that Piazza goes in as a Met. No, I no, actually, I never used the word offended. I said, well, are they, is it annoying to you? Well, it, which is whether, a different level. It's not, that's not like that deep. You know what I mean? If you're annoyed, if you're offended, all I can tell you is this. My perception was that Mike Piazza became more of a Met than he was a Dodger. That is my okay. perception. All right. AJ in West Covina. AJ, what up? What up? Yo, what's up? Oh, this isn't AJ, but this is Anthony from L.A. Oh, my bad, Anthony. My bad. Hey, it's all good, man. Uh, what's up, Sedona? What's up, Cap? Hey, Cap, uh, I got you, dog. So go home. Don't even tell your girlfriend anything. Just put on H-Town, knocking the boots. 
Oh, yeah. And you can thank me tomorrow, brother. There you go. Well, I'm going to need that because, um, yeah, we're, we're going out for a little dinner tonight, and I feel like there's some making up I need to do because I went to this baseball game last night, and, um, and so knocking the boots. Mm-hmm. H-Town, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to Fernando in Simi Valley. What's up, Fernando? Fernando! So you're just my friend. How are you? Hello, darling. All right, Cody in Palmdale. Hey, guys, what's up? Hey, I got uh, R. Kelly Bump and Grind. Yeah, that's a good one. Another R. Kelly one. My, my, my from uh, Johnny Gill. Yeah. And what you need to know is Freak Me was done by Silk, not Jodeci. Oh, you're right. You're right. That is true. That is my bad. I made that mistake. My B. You're right. Boom, shakalaka. I'm out, people. All right, peace. Listen, I just need to interject here and say anybody who's calling in and saying that they are Kelly's going to put anybody in any type of like mood to turn them on. You have something wrong with you. Well, I well, well, think this about, is also listen, th- no, I can I cannot think about R. Kelly without thinking about surviving R. Kelly and everything that was said in that. So that's it. That's just I, I, that's I, I understand. But not everyone has seen surviving R. Kelly. And I also think there are <laughs> the, I, now I'm not condoning this. Uh, clearly, no one is condoning his behavior. Um, but what I would say is there are people. That will can compartmentalize the art from the artist is what I'm saying. I think there's some things that that you know are separating the art from the artist. There's some I mean, things listen, that you just can't separate. Uh, fair all. enough, and everybody has a different governor for that stuff is what I would say. So look, Michael Jackson has crazy allegations against him in the past. Um, doesn't change that his music was incredible. You Shut know, on. like yeah. So. I mean, they, again, everybody has a different governor for separating the art from the artist in that situation. Um, but anyhow, coming up next, the Lakers. DeAndre Jordan. Also, Charles Barkley making some waves about LeBron James and the Lakers. We're going to get to all that coming up. Stick around. We're back in a couple minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Black and yellow, black and yellow. This was so hot for a minute back in the day. Do you remember how hot this song was, Laura? Yep. Uh. I was drunk half the time I was listening to it. Yeah. <laughs> I was drunk. Were, they, were you at Acapulco? Nah, man. Not a Rome in Acapulco. I haven't. I have not roamed in those... I've gone in to those other... downy streets. No, no, I've roamed in those downy streets, just not Acapulco. Not Acapulco. No. Okay. Now I've Lindsay heard. doesn't know about Acapulco. So Acapulco is what we would call Lindsay a meat market, um, and it's in the city of Downey. And Downey has like a little strip, right, Laura? The right there by Acapulco is a little strip where there's like some meat markets. No. Yeah, there's there's a few. I mean, Acapulco is next to the Stonewood Mall, so I would say it's if you go to like Joseph's and the other stuff, it's a little right. bit down there but yeah roaming you can roam you can roam you can roam in there yeah i'm a big fan of downey downey and torrance are my two favorite cities in southern i go California. to downey i go to downey and torrance a lot i mean i live in south bay area right i get my hair done down there so i okay. know i'm familiar 
somewhat. Right. I uh, I love those two towns um, because I feel like uh, you can get anything you need in those two towns. Uh, and it's no disrespect to any other town. There's a lot of beautiful towns, um, a lot of towns with a ton of history here in Southern California. But I love me Torrance and I love me Downey. Uh, those are my spots. Lindsay, um, would you go to East L.A.? We need to go to like some good. Let's go to like Boyle, Hout, Boyle Heights. Boyle Heights. Uh, what's that? What's the name of? Um, uh, el, uh, el, el Tepeyac? Let's go there. Oh, Have you been there? Sure. Yeah, I'm down. No, but the one in Boyle Heights. There. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go there. What are we doing? What's Boyle Heights by? My, let, let's go. To, or uh, Boyle Heights is in East LA. I'm looking it up. Just it's like right see. off. Like, yeah, I still. Yeah. I mean, I've lived there for five years, but I still don't. I don't know like where everything is. You know, like if you tell me, oh, it's it's next to this city. Eventually, if you name some cities, I'll be like, oh, okay, I know where that is. You want to know the best way to learn a city, even if you're five years in, is you watch the local news oh, yeah, and you watch time. the weather report. Yeah. The oh, weather no, reporter, I don't watch the news. No, no, but I'll, the weather No, reporter, but it does help. He's right. No, the weather reporter and local news will show you a map, and then they'll have every little town around L.A. County, Orange County. They may go north a little bit to Ventura, south a little bit to San Diego, but literally they will show you a map. And then they'll focus in and get a little bit more granular. And I swear to you, anytime I've ever moved, watching a, a local weather report is how I've learned where all the stuff is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll try that. Give just the weather you part, me, though. The news is too depressing. You, I just signed up for a Gemini account so I can start trading cryptocurrency. I'm giving you local weather reports. Yeah. Local weather does help a lot. I, might, I mean, I, I'm telling you, like, I, I've done it. I mean, it, it just in general, like, it takes 30 minutes. Just watch it, you know, you just, and you'll be able to catch it, it. Yeah, you will catch stuff very quickly and just know where places are. Um, like I, that, that's what I did early on here, too. So I, I think his advice is sound. Well, whereas clearly if I didn't think Cap's advice was sound, I'd call him on it. <laughs> right. But, but you give it, you, Gemini. Now, now George, I'm going to do yeah. this. You ready? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to deposit a couple dollars yeah. into my Gemini account. Okay. And then we can start doing like uh, maybe weekly uh, cryptocurrency uh, evaluations. Where are we? How's Bitcoin? How's Ethereum? Uh, Lindsay, what are some of the other ones that I should be buying into? I would. Uh, and no, this, this is, is I'm not giving real quick, real quick. Time out. This is not financial. Thank you. This is not financial advice. This is you telling Kaplan. Yeah, what that's to right. Buy. That's yes. right. I want to hear yes. it. Cap, well, there's a big dip right now in like everything, but I would probably invest in some uh, sandbox coin. Sandbox coin is a good mover. Mm -hmm. Storage coin, and maybe even some AMP. AMP's not a big mover, it, it, but once Cap, it goes up, it, it, it'll go up a lot. Before you get into AMP and sandbox and these smaller yeah, I'm going market into Bitcoin cap, and Ethereum, that's market right. Small market cap right. coins. Because I think you should buy. The Google and Amazon first. Right. That's exactly uh, what I was going to So buy say. yourself some Bitcoin. Yep. Figure out, bit, There's so much information on Bitcoin that you can learn about it, right? It's a lot easier to learn. Then Ethereum as well. Like Again, that's like Google and Amazon. Then find your, your way into Sandbox or AMP or Anchor or all these uh, smaller Matic, all these smaller mar, uh, you know, cap things. Like, Lindsay, you can't, it's like you're asking him to learn baseball and you want him to learn like the single-A rookie league first. I mean, I'm just saying, if you want big returns, you know, you got to Well, you got to learn gotta first. Small. You got to learn okay, first. You're right, you're right. You got to learn you're first. Right. And this is so. not financial advice to anyone. It's not. It's not. Um, yeah, don't I, listen to us. Speaking of advice, um, look, I love Charles Barkley. Do we have the audio lens of this, the Charles Barkley thing? Yes. yes so Charles do. Barkley, I love him. Everyone who listens to the show knows I love him. Um, he, Charles occasionally comes on the show, and uh, I got nothing but respect for him and love for him, Okay. 
But you're a butt coming. But I don't always agree with him. Now, I think in life, you know, reasonable people can disagree and we can have a, a civil discussion about it. Um, you know, Charles has been MIA because we tried to get him on the jump today. Uh, he wasn't he didn't respond to ESPN talent bookers. Um, he didn't respond to Lindsay yesterday. So he might be who knows where he is probably somewhere having fun. Um, so he went on in Vegas or something, right? A Philadelphia radio station, 97.5, the fanatic, and basically said that the reason for the imbalance in the NBA has to do with Rich Paul and clutch and LeBron in them. Here's what Charles had to say. He also said that he would play in 29 other cities. And now the only city he won't play in is Philadelphia. Well, I don't believe that. I I know, you know how that group works. Mm -hmm. They try to trade their players to where they want to. Talk about the uh, Rich Paul clutch. Yes, yes. They do it the way Mm -hmm. they want to. They thought Mm -hmm. Anthony Davis, uh, they had better deals for Boston, uh, for Anthony Davis, and I think maybe even New York. And they're like, no, he's going to go to L.A. and play with LeBron. He's not going to play. They just bullied the league. And at some point, a team of the league got to stand up and say, wait a minute. I paid your guy. You can't bully me to train him and me taking some trash back. So I'm hoping somebody in the Sixers organization got some stones. So here's what I would say to Charles. Number one, this is revisionist history, but if we're going to relitigate history, let's do it properly. Number one, Charles Barkley asked for a trade out of Philadelphia. Whether he wants to admit that or not, he did. And then he ended up in Phoenix and won a, cha- or won a Western Conference title, okay? And lost to Michael Jordan in the NBA Finals. A year he won the MVP in, by the way, uh, in Phoenix. Um, and, you know, you can look up his old coach basically said that he didn't want to be in Philadelphia anymore. So let's start there. Number two, okay? Um, when Anthony Davis was traded from the Lakers to the Pelicans, plenty of... Our colleagues went on television and radio and said that the Lakers were fleeced, okay, in that deal. So were the Lakers fleeced or did the Lakers steal Anthony Davis? Which is it, okay? Now, I don't remember where Charles landed on that, but there was plenty of that conversation going on. The other aspect of it is this. Um, David Falk was once a super agent for Michael Jordan, Patrick Ewing, all those guys that Charles played with, and he manipulated a ton of stuff, Okay. This isn't new. Rich Paul's just this generation's David Falk, okay? Like, he's this generation's Lee Steinberg, and he just happens to be young um, and linked up with the greatest player um, in of this particular generation. Uh, the other thing I would add, Cap, before I go to you here is, it's not like LeBron started the player empowerment movement, but LeBron wasn't the reason that Kevin Durant went to Golden State. LeBron's not the reason that Kevin Durant went to Brooklyn and started a super team. Or that Jimmy Butler decided to ask his way out of Minnesota. Like, I, I don't I, I feel like we just blame LeBron and these guys for this stuff because it's easy. Well, listen, um is he wrong? Is Charles Barkley wrong? Yes. Meaning okay, well, l- meaning this. Everybody thought that Anthony Davis was going to the Lakers, right? I mean, and, and and really, Rich Paul's group, LeBron, whoever, AD himself, they all were. I don't. I wouldn't say anybody was necessarily bashful about it. They and I'm going to use this word in quotes. Manipulated what they wanted the outcome to be. Now, hold on a second. This happens all the time in all kinds of sports. Just just so we're clear. You know, Charles is making it seem like this only happens in basketball. I'll give you an example. Scott Boris is the most powerful agent in baseball. Correct. George, I I don't know if you, I don't think you were here last week. I told this story. Max Scherzer and Trey Turner were traded to the Dodgers. Now, the story I got from what I would think are pretty good sources, 
you remember when that trade was going, before that trade went down, Scherzer was reportedly going to the Padres. But Boris, unhappy with the way that organization was treating several of his clients or developing a couple of his clients, Boris leaked to the Dodgers, this is about to go down. And then the Dodgers got into this trade. Now, is that 100% confirmed? It is not. Is it believable? In my opinion, it is. David Falk in the, in the previous generation, you mentioned Lee Steinberg. Many of these agents, their goals was they were always to get their players as much money as they could. But guys like Scott Boris in baseball or Rich Paul in basketball, I believe their goals are slightly different. Not only are they to get their players the most money, but to put them where they want them to be. And in many instances, put them together. I just don't think it's that uncommon. There are guys in, in the NFL um, who are like the most powerful agents when it comes to representing coaches. This coach got an interview. This guy didn't. Why didn't right. this guy get an interview? Because yep. he's not represented by this agent, and this agent right. knows every owner. This is agents manipulating the system is not new. No, not at all. A hundred percent. And that's kind of my point. I feel like Charles is missing that in this equation. All right, coming up next, everyone's favorite segment, the most popular segment on the show, Big Deal or No Deal, each and every day at 630. We're back in three minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thank you, Christopher. It is time for Big Deal or No Deal, everyone's favorite segment, 6.30 each and every day. And speaking of big deals, a big deal for you to call the right attorney. When you're injured in an accident, call my friends at Sam and Ash Injury Law at 800-304-2000. That's 800-304-2000 or online at samandashlaw.com because you deserve what's right. What's right, Lindsay? You know, there's a really loud cricket out right outside my window. I just want I to hear point it. Out. Like, oh I God. hear it. I thought, no, no, wait. I thought that was Laura playing like a <laughs> sound drop. I swear what? to God. I just, no. I wanted to point it out before somebody else is like, what's that noise? No, no, I let's all that. be quiet. Hold on, Laura, 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 hold on. Lower the music and let's just hear the cricket for like two seconds. Go ahead, go. It stopped. Yeah. It did. It stopped as soon as I heard it for like a second and then it stopped. Oh my God. It knew we were doing that. (laughs) It knew we were doing that. Stage fright. Stage fright. But it's real. It's real. All right. All right. The Baylor's women's basketball team will no longer be be referred to as the Lady Bears. Like the other teams in Baylor's athletic department, the women's basketball team will now be known as simply the Bears. The team released a statement that reads, in part, While the use of Lady Bears is still very much a part of the program's decorated history, in an effort to be more consistent with the current nomenclature, I don't know what that word is, nomenclature of the other 18 Baylor sport programs, the team will now be referred to as simply the Bears. Is this a big deal or no deal? Cap. I'm going to say that for me it's no deal, and I'm very offended by this, just so you know. I mean, how dare they? I mean, I don't, I don't understand. Like the Lady Bears, and they're going to take away Lady, and they're just going to call them Bears, and they're a bunch of females. Are they, are they calling these females male? What are they saying here? It's offensive to me. We're also worried about political correctness. How we cannot call them the Lady Bears. Oh, that's so terrible. It's so awful. I mean, come on, really, dude. 
But um, okay, do your thing. <laughs> do your thing. I, I thought they were going to change the name from lady bears to female bears. We just want you to know they're female bears. They're not male bears. They're female bears. I'm offended is, by your offendedness. I, know, I, know. I mean, Jesus. I mean, let them be called whatever the hell they want to be called. I don't think this is, a, I mean, this is such a big deal. I mean, I, I, I think I think it's no deal because they should be allowed to be called whatever the hell they want. Like, I don't think that it should be a big deal one way or the other. If they want to be called just the bears, then let them be called just the bears. The bears are who we thought they were. And we let them <laughs> off the hook. If you want to crown them, I, then crown their ass. Exactly. See, I didn't realize that it was part of, you know, like it was part of the name, the Lady Bears. I thought it was just kind of like a nickname that they attached onto it. So the fact that they have to make like an official statement about it and changing it or whatever, I feel like it's a little bit too much. And, you know, so no, no deal for me. All right. Terrell Owens still really, really, really hates his former teammate, Donovan McNabb. <laughs> McNabb has said in the past that he felt Owens was responsible for breaking up the Eagles in 2005 and he prevented them from returning to a Super Bowl. Well, well, well. Yesterday, T.O. appeared on Shannon Sharp's Clun Shay Shay show. And when he was asked about who he would want to fight in a celebrity boxing match, this is what T.O. had to say. I said, Donovan McNabb. <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm dead serious. Shannon, I'll knock him out. Because there'd be so much, be so so. But, yeah, but so you much can't do pain. that. But see, no, no, no. T, no, no I would go in there. I know I'll be controlled. Right. It'll be controlled anger. I'd be like a, I'd be like a, a Navy SEAL. I'd be a Navy SEAL because you know they cool come right. under all conditions, but there would be a fire burning inside of me. You, so you literally try to knock the man out. Clean out. I knock chunky soup from him. <laughs> <laughs> So Tio's saying that he still wants to fight Donovan McNabb, and he's dead serious. Is this a big deal or no deal, Sedano? Uh, I mean, I think it's a big deal because I I love a good drama. As we started the show talking about you and Mason and your whole Twitter thing, um, so I I think it's a big deal, and I love that these old stories resurface. So yeah, I'm also going to jump on big deal here because I want it to happen. You know, like, I love these celebrity boxing matches. No one else seems to love them. I do. You know, I really I think, love they're, them. I'm I think in. they're funny, and I think they're interesting. And I, I think if I'm Floyd Mayweather, I'm making money as, an, you know, just fighting an exhibition. If I'm Oscar De La Hoya, that was my game plan as well. I like it. So if you tell me that T.O. is still harboring all this anger towards Donovan McNabb, you know what? Donovan, get yourself in shape and go kick his freaking ass. I Serious question, deal. though, mm. Cap, would you pay 80 bucks to watch one of these celebrity-produced boxing matches on Triller or whatever between these two? Yes. 80 bucks. Yes, I would. Right. Yes, I would. That is an honest answer. I know it's a guilty pleasure. I know people think I'm out of my mind. You know, no one wants – every time I bring up, like, hey, let's talk about this thing this weekend. Jake Paul, this is really interesting to me. People, no, I don't want to talk about it. I'm like, but it's interesting, and people are talking about it. And if you, saw, if you had Donovan McNabb fight T.O., I don't know who the undercard is, but I think it's interesting. George, maybe that's when you and I should do our fight on the undercard of T.O. <laughs> versus Donovan McNabb. That would be great. Good Lord. That'd be hilarious. Uh, I'd I, pay to see both. All right, so T-Pain has claimed that Kanye West stole one of his lyrics for his 2010 album, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, after calling it corny. During an Instagram live stream last week, T-Pain explained that he was proud of his new mixtape at the time and he wanted Kanye's opinion on it. He said, let me talk about a time that one of my corny lines got stolen. 
Kanye stole one of my corny lines. I couldn't believe it. Kanye stole one of my corny lines after he told me it was corny. Now, this is not the first time that Kanye has been accused of stealing material, whether it be uh, the designs for his clothing line that he released with his new album, Donda. And then, you know, there's a couple accusations out there of him stealing verses from other rappers. Is this latest accusation a big deal or no deal? Cap. Oh, go ahead, sir. I'll say no deal. I'm I'm just going to go no deal. I'm with George. I like dramas, but the dramas I like are the T.O. versus McNabb versus Kanye versus T-Pain. You know what I mean? Like, it's just this one, it may be a big deal to some people, but for me, it just doesn't register. So for me, I'm going no deal. Uh, No, I think it's a big deal. Look, I I think that when you are accused of stealing logos, stealing lyrics, uh, stealing, uh, you know, all sorts of different designs, I I think that you kind of have to look at yourself a little bit and say, yo, like you got to cop to it. And look, we've seen artists from all different spaces go through this stuff. And I'm not saying that other – you can just say other people inspired me. You don't have to jack it all together. Um, you know who I think does a great job of this? You're going to laugh, right? Is Pitbull. Pitbull does a ton of different remixes, but he he pays the rights for these songs, right, for these songs he's remixing, um, makes them a bigger hit. Everyone makes money, and it, they, they just go from there, and they all laugh to the bank. Um, when Kanye or any of these artists do this stuff – I just feel like it hurts the business and the industry more than anything else. So for as much as you want to laugh at Pitbull, he's making everybody money when he remixes those songs because he's doing it the right way. I love Pitbull. I think it's a huge deal with Kanye because, like I said, he's been accused of this in a few different avenues now. And everybody looks at Kanye as this genius. Like, oh, he's so different. He broke the mold. He's he's just this crazy genius. Yeah, that was a long time ago now. Yeah. And now that you're starting to see this becoming a pattern, it kind of makes me question everything he's ever done. Like, who, who is he really stealing this stuff from? Is he really that smart? Is he really a genius? I have to question everything. So, is by the way, be- is Kanye a genius, really? Is he? Uh, no, well, musically, he was. Some very people, early think, on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. people think, yeah, people think he was. He was very is. musically. You'll have There's, to excuse me for I don't know about now, but I mean, he was, when he came out, his first album or two were incredible. Like, it was stuff you hadn't heard before. Um, so yeah, he was at one point a musical genius. I don't know, man. I went to a Super Bowl. This was years ago. I'd have to look back what year it is. 2003, four, something like that. Right. And, um, a buddy of mine was running the sports illustrated party. He goes, dude, you got to come to this show tonight. Kanye's playing. I go, who's Kanye? No surprise. Right. And he you goes, would say that. Like, yeah. He's like the hottest rapper going right now. And you gotta, you gotta come to this show. So I go to the show and like, I see Kanye walking up and down the stage going, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, okay, I could easily do that. Then we go backstage after the show. I swear to God, you'd never believe this story. Me, my buddy Joe, who ran the party, Kanye, his mom, and his DJ, the five of us hanging out backstage. It was not glamorous. There was no green room. There were no M&Ms minus the green M&Ms. I mean, it was nothing. We were, like, sitting in the back by the storage. And he was a weird guy. I sat there talking to his mom the whole time. You know? he was. This is before she died. He was a weird guy. But I didn't think genius when I listened to him go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But did you land you. Kim Kardashian? I did not. I did not. You did not. And okay. by the way, uh, Beto and Whittier has tweeted in, says, is it me or does the cricket sound louder when Cap speaks too long on a topic? The, <laughs> the cricket was getting louder. As the cricket's talking. back. The cricket's back. I think there's two of them funny. actually now. <laughs> yeah. Can we hear? Okay. Lower the music. Ready? Everyone shut up and listen to the cricket for two seconds. Ready? Go. 
it's crazy how loud those damn pretty loud are. pretty loud yeah. pretty loud all right all right um we're done here we're done here we're done here big deal no deal each and every day at 6 30 uh here on the station coming up next week one starts tomorrow in the nfl the mvp odds are out for the mv uh, for the nfl and by the way the odds are out for the nba mvp as well we're going to touch on all that coming up in the last segment sedano cap 710 ESPN back in three minutes. Oh, we still have bad habits around here. I can listen to this song a bunch. It it uh you can play it twice in a show for me. I'm good. Cap, do you know who this is? Uh Jodeci? No, stop. We played it earlier. Oh, I don't remember. Ed Sheeran. No, I didn't boy. remember. Yeah, it was a few hours ago. My head's been blown up since then, you know? What do you mean? You smoked weed or something during the show? No, I just mean like three hours, you know, and I've got oh. I got I got a, a baseball game going on here. I'm watching the Dodger game over here. I got NFL films going on over here. I'm getting ready for our last segment. I got my girlfriend telling me where we're going for dinner. You know, my head's just blown up already, you know? So are you blaming everyone else for not remembering Ed Sheeran? No, I just don't recall it. I mean, I do now that you mention it, I remember <laughs> us talking about it earlier in the show. Yeah. And you were like, Ed Sheeran, you know, you, you're a fan? I'm like, eh, whatever. Uh, but what is he doing with the NFL? I, I read something today that, that Ed Sheeran is working. This is tomorrow now. The right, NFL he's doing kickoff. part of the kickoff, right? And then, um, and Drake is like the Monday Night Football, like he's doing like a Monday Night Football theme song. Yeah, so I guess Sheeran must be performing tomorrow, the kickoff concert, the game between Dallas and Tampa tomorrow night. Yeah, that game's yeah. going to be going on while we're on the air. It kicks off at five twenty tomorrow. Are, afternoon. are you going to be able to focus with your boyfriend Tom Brady on the air? I don't know. I don't know if I will be or I won't be. I know I'll be watching the game. But, you know, I've watched two baseball games while we're on the air right now. I've been watching okay. the Dodgers, who were, who were down 4-2 at least. Yeah, but baseball, you can glance up and down at it. You don't need to watch as intently. Yeah. I don't think I need to watch the football game as intently either. And Okay. Frankly, I'll be honest with you, George. I think Tampa Bay will probably beat up on Dallas tomorrow. That'd be my guess. Yeah. J- just because, you know, Dak Prescott didn't really do anything during the preseason. I don't know if you watched yeah. Hard Knocks at all, but, you know, the, it wasn't the ankle injury. It was the shoulder He's got the injury. shoulder thing, and yeah. they had the baseball teams look at it. And, right. Yeah, so, yeah, it's weird. You know, I got to yeah. think that Tampa Bay's got all their, their returners, all their starters returning, and you got Tom Brady, and this is now year two of this, this whole system. And I would think Brady, who played in the preseason, it's amazing. Stafford doesn't play in the preseason. So many other players don't play in the preseason, but Brady does. 44 yeah, he played years a little old. Bit. Yeah, he played a little bit. So, what is that? What's a game that sticks out to you beyond the 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 teams that we would deal with here? We can get to those guys in a second: Rams, Chargers, and Raiders. But the game that I'm most interested in this Sunday, beyond is, right this yeah this Sunday yeah yeah the the game I'm most interested in. You're gonna think I'm crazy. Okay. Kansas City against Cleveland. Well, no, that's a great game. I it mean, you're a, talking about a, a a Browns team that was a playoff team last year for the first time in a long time, and Kansas City being the the, the team to beat in the AFC. I I don't think you're crazy at all. And I think that if you remember last year, there was a playoff game between these two teams, and there was oh. a controversial call in this game that went against Cleveland. Oh. And, and I Cleveland, thought it was hilarious that Lindsey also went, uh, and then yeah. the uh, the crickets also started right. going. Crickets when you oh. And I'm just telling you, man, the, the, the Browns could have won that game against the Chiefs yeah. last year in the playoffs, and I think the Browns are going to be one of the big surprise teams this year in the AFC. Yeah, I I uh, I've got my eye on two games: Jaguars mm-hmm. Texans because I'll be calling it, and you can listen to it at 10 a.m. right here on 710 ESPN. I will be in Houston for Trevor Lawrence's first game, so that one clearly has to catch my attention because okay. I'll be there. I'm looking forward um, to listening to that. Congratulations, by the way, that's I, awesome. I, I, I appreciate it. And then Dolphins Patriots, not for the reasons you'd think. You'd think, oh Miami. No, I've always been really hard on the Dolphins. Like, I, if you've heard me here on this station for five years, I've been like very tepid on the Dolphins. But I do think. 
that Brian Flores is a really good coach, and I think that Tua is going to have to make it or break it this year. And the Mac Jones thing, actually, to me, is far more interesting. If Mac Jones... Um, no, I don't think he ha- he could be Tom Brady in his rookie season. Even you know, as long as he's like pretty good, Mac Jones. The Patriots are a playoff team to me. Their defense is out of control. Good, like they I may am, have the best defense in the league. Type good. I am really interested in that Miami New England game. Uh, also, for the same reason, I want to see what Tua looks like in year two, and I want to see what Mac Jones, who's very confident. You know, people have been asking him, yeah. "So, dude, are you surprised that you're the starting quarterback?" He's, he's like, like, "No, not really," because. You know, I went to Alabama, and I played for Nick Saban, and now I'm here, and they got rid of Cam, and yeah, I'm, I'm the starting quarterback. What's up? Yeah, exactly. Um, Bears, Rams. I feel like the Rams, the Bears, look, are who we thought they were. Uh, I, I just don't trust anybody at quarterback. I do like Fields long-term for them, but Andy Dalton's going to start week one, and that's the case. I, I think the Rams should roll in this one. I mean, the Bears defense is still really good, but I, I just feel like the Rams just overwhelmed them. So the Rams are a seven and a half point favorite in this game, mm-hmm. and I'm not the world's biggest football betting guy. Yeah. But if I had to bet on this game, I would take the Bears to cover, and here's why: the half because, the hook. Well, right. Well, mostly be- it has really nothing to do with the with the line because even if the line were seven, I'd still take the Bears. Oh. I just think, and I think the Rams will win. It's just that I I I'm you haven't played a preseason game. Now, you practiced against other teams. Mm-hmm. You tried to simulate game speed in practice, but you haven't. And so, look, I, you know, DeMarco and I talked about this a lot last week, George, while you were out. There's been a lot of shifting in the offensive line. Yeah. Uh, we, Stafford hasn't played in SoFi yet. Yeah. Nobody's played in front of fans yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not like a believer in Andy Dalton, but, uh, but I do think the Bears' defense is pretty decent. And so, while I think the Rams will win – they're not walking in with three tune-ups under their belt. This is game one for this team. So I, I would take the Bears to cover. I hope I'm wrong. Okay, fair enough. Um, and then can you be objective about the Chargers this year? I know you don't love them. Sure, I we can. Know this. Sure, absolutely I can. Okay, I, I mean, the Washington football team, that's a tough game because the Washington football team has a really good defense too. We were talking earlier about New England's defense. Like I think they're good. Um, now, the quarterback situation, I'm not a big Fitzpatrick guy. Um, and, you know, Taylor Henneke's okay. I, I, I mean, the Chargers should win that game. Well, it's in Washington. You have a rookie head coach who is taking a team cross-country for the first time in his career. This is his first time coaching an NFL yeah. game. 10 a.m. start. Listen. The dreaded Coast, 10 a.m. start. Exactly right. West Coast teams go to the East Coast, and there's a lot of things in Washington's favor as the home team. You ask me if I can be objective. My answer is yes. I think Washington wins the football game. Oh, okay. Fair enough. And then lastly, Monday night, the Raiders, John Gruden. He tells everyone, no pressure on him, right? That's up to, you know, it's up to uh, the ownership to figure out if there's pressure on him. Now, I I think that if John Gruden doesn't have a winning season this year, I think that the media pressure will ramp up. Uh, I, you know, I know they're at home. Uh, They're playing a Ravens team that, look, you can, I I feel like the Ravens are always good um, for the most part under John Harbaugh. And I feel like this season will be no different. And the Raiders, to me, have a really tough game to start this season. I think you're right. They do. But I actually think the Raiders will win this game. Wow. They're, they're at home. It's, the, it's not only the home opener. It's the same situation that it is in L.A. where they've got, you know, they're opening up this new stadium for the first time with fans in the place. And I just think the emotion of week one and the benefit of being home and having the home crowd, I think the Raiders are going to win the game. 
Okay, fair enough. MVP odds. Here we go. Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, Matthew Stafford, Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert. There's your top 10. Who do you like there? Well, I think I like Aaron Rodgers because I think Aaron Rodgers is going to play with this giant chip on his shoulder this year of I'm going to show the Packers organization why they should have at least given me a seat at the table. And I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a monster year in spite of of the organization around him. How about you? So I'm going I'm to go. I, I Look, I love Aaron. Aaron's my guy. Uh, I'm going to go Josh Allen this year. I think Buffalo's really good, and I think Allen is has become this kind of darling in a lot of ways in the way he plays. He runs really well. He throws the ball uh, really well. So I think uh, I'm going to go with Josh Allen. Real quick, NBA, before we go, we have 30 seconds. MVP odds. Luka Doncic, one. MB, two. Durant, three. Giannis, four. Steph, five. Dame, six. LeBron, seven. Nikola Jokic, the defending MVP, eight. Trey Young, Devin Booker, nine and ten. Who do you like there? Oh, my God. You just gave me that list. Um, well, uh, I'm going to go with Durant. How about that? I mean, Durant exactly, is a good bet. I would exactly, bet Durant. Yeah, I'm not exactly going out on a limb, am I? No, no, but he's third. He's not like the number one guy. I think it's going to be Durant or Embiid. Like Embiid might have won it last year, honestly, uh, had he had he not gotten hurt. All right, we're done here. Great job, Cap, as always. Excellent work. Great job, Laura and Lindsay. We will talk to you all mañana. All right, 355. See you then.